Welcome to Constructing Mindsets, discussing the building blocks of our mental health. In January of this year, we released a podcast talking about what we thought the main changes around mental health that would happen this year. Obviously, there's been a huge amount of change with the COVID pandemic. And although we did predict that there'll be a lot of change during 2020, it's not quite the change that we were predicting would happen. We discussed how we thought there would be a risk that mental health itself might be seen as being tokenistic and only be seen that the younger generation were pushing this forward as an agenda and not so much being bought in by senior leaders within the industry. So we didn't really realise that it would become core to how businesses were moving forward and has been because of COVID. There was still stigma related to mental health in itself and we did think that would continue or be it would try to be addressed in some instances. We were hoping to see leaders opening up a lot more about the mental health conversation and talk about their own experience. And that's definitely been seen as a reflection of COVID. And I'm sure people can hopefully relate to the fact that a lot of people have been through their own struggles. And we'll come on to that in a second. But really, we've also seen that the top three things that were mentioned by Hannah last year about long hours, tight deadlines and job security being an issue have absolutely come to the fore and not in themselves been solved in any way, shape or form because of COVID. Although some people might argue otherwise, because it kind of depends how you've how you've done remote working, whether you've embraced it and actually logged off when you should, or whether that's actually tied you to your desk during the day for longer periods of time. So a lot of change in 2020, maybe not quite the change that we all expected. Um, but I think we've learned a lot and I think, well, what are all our key takeaways from this year? Because I think we definitely have some key takeaways that you weren't expecting. I think one of my key takeaways is, I mean, like on a personal level, how much I enjoy working from home. Knew it was something I really wanted to try, but I kind of didn't realise the impact it would have on my life. And I think that's been quite common across quite a few people is how much that can change you either in a positive or negative way, as you were saying. And for me, it's definitely, it's definitely been a positive. And it's been like really nice seeing other people change as they've enjoyed working from home as well. Yeah, working from home, I think it's been a big benefit. I've also found that considering I'm always traveling around the world normally, and I was previously traveling to Dublin every week. And it for me, not having to get on a plane really early and travel somewhere and be away from home during the week was actually really nice and really refreshing. Um, so I really, really relate to that. How about you, Louise? I think my big takeaway is we're talking about mental health so much more. Mm. Like, it's not just mental health first aiders anymore. People are getting, even in your personal life, a lot better at asking the question twice. And we say that a lot. Like, if you're not sure someone's answer is kind of satisfactory and you don't actually think they're okay, ask them twice and the worst they're going to do is say the answer again. Um, And it's harder from a mental health perspective because I'm not seeing my colleagues every day, so I can't spot when someone's having a bad day. But it is really refreshing to have like friends ask me, how how are you doing? And then going, yeah, I don't believe you. Kind of tell me again. And it's I think people are doing that a lot more and it's opened up the conversation a lot more because whilst it's attributed to a bad thing that we're all feeling the pressure a lot more, it's great that I think more people are opening up. And that's a takeaway because whenever we kind of recover from COVID as a pandemic, it's something we've all learnt to do and actually listen to the answer we're given. So I think that's a great takeaway. And I know I check in on people a lot more than I used to, even though I used to sit next to them. Um, 
just because you have to make that bit more effort. So that's a, a real positive from all of this. Yeah, and the checking in piece, it's so much more difficult to do that when you are working remotely. And I've definitely found that when I have been able to get into the office, when we were allowed to kind of go in, I've just found it so beneficial to speak to people face to face. And, you know, whether they're on my team or not, you know, whether there's people in the business I know, um, it, it gives you a bit of energy, it gives you a bit of motivation, it makes you feel reassured. Um, so being able to do that and replicate that remotely is also really important. And it's important that we have to put the energy into doing that to make sure that everyone feels supported. Um, and how about you, Lucy? What's your key takeaway for this year? I think the key takeaway for me is that, you know, it's affected, depending on where you are, what kind of job you do. What's happened this year has affected us all in a very, you know, different combination of ways. And I always think that, you know, mental health is a spectrum and, you know, you'll move around it from time to time. But probably before the pandemic, there were people that thought, you know, right, well, I acknowledge that, you know, I'm, I'm working on my mental health. And then you have other people that are, I'm fine, never had a problem, won't ever have one. And that has not been an accurate predictor of how people have responded through this year. So whether you, you know, would acknowledge that you had issues before or not, as we've come through the crisis, that, you know, you can have people that have very solid in their mental health, you know, previously, um, that have acknowledged that, you know, this has actually stripped away some of the, uh, you know, the parts of their lives that they lean on, like that going into the office, seeing other people, you know, and has, and has undermined their, their health, whereas other people, you know, have, it's been a great opportunity to have some time at home and, uh, you know, and, and have some quiet to, you know, to, to work on their health and actually get a lot better. So there's been some great positives out of it. But um, but I think the, the main one is just that everybody's responded to it in different ways. So it's been a big reset <laughs> you know, for your understanding of how other people are dealing with their mental health around you. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And that's something that I think, you know, businesses and and other people within businesses, colleagues have maybe struggled to deal with because everyone is so different. You can't react to this and, and, you know, announce something, announce a way of working or something to deal with that everyone will be happy with because people expect different levels of flexibility. And we've sort of seen... Some people love going to office, some people don't. And maybe we have to be more flexible in our approach and allow people to actually choose themselves. And like for me, that key takeaway from 2020 has actually been about choice and having had a lot more choice, I think, over use of time, how to actually approach things. Um, I think choice in terms of how we even working, like innovation um, in personal life as well, having more choice in in how we you know, you can't go away on holiday per se, but you, you just realise there's other ways to do things and it actually does open up a lot more doors, I find. So that's probably my key takeaway from 2020, albeit, you know, it has been a difficult year. Um, I think coming out of it, you just think, wow, I've learned so much. I feel so much more resilient. I kind of, I should be able to face anything after this. Um, and it's not a bad thing to think about. And I think another thing that 2020, I think, has taught all of us is like that perspective um and getting that perspective how we get it and making sure that we do get it because it's so easy to get kind of lost in the dark tunnel of oh it's all doom once you do get the perspective you feel so much better i think one thing is you know somebody summed it up to me as there is no better training course than 2020 
know, and we, we go through the early part of our lives where you're getting like, all oh, right, it's GCSEs now, and then it's A levels, and you know, for some people it might be right university or you know an apprenticeship or something. But um, but there's been no better training course, and it's good, I think, sometimes in your adult life to get, you know, dip through these times where it's you know it, things are going to change now. You know, buckle in um, and see how we deal with it, and it's been interesting to go on that journey with other people, you know, all of us at the same time through that same experience. So it's a big unifier as well. But obviously, yeah, it's come at a, a hell of a price for some people. So I'm very mindful of that. It's, it's you know, it's not all upside. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the things that's been good about it is that, yeah, again, I, I know this has been a really difficult time for so many people, but I think it's also been helpful in the sense that I feel like people are taking time to like appreciate the smaller things a bit more I think a lot of stress that happens in our life has become quite normalized like you were saying like with exams and deadlines and things it's almost like an automatic reaction that you have an exam or there's the deadline I need to be stressed and everyone just goes into like this like blah mode of trying to get through things but where life has quite literally been turned upside down and this stress has come out that none of us could ever have predicted would happen I think a lot of people I know have been able to take the time, like, right, I'm going to take time to sit and think about what's actually going really well. And I think that's been a really great lesson for so many of us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, coming coming out of 2020 and just thinking about everything we've learned and hopefully that we don't just revert into old ways. You never know what's going to happen, but I think it's really important that we do learn and actually as we talk about in our day jobs, embedding those lessons learned, well, what better way 2020 to take forward? So looking forward to 2021 as I'm sure lots of people are really excited to do and excited to finally get to the 1st of January 2021 um hopefully it'll be a slightly different year and slightly more positive year for all of us um but what are we really looking for in 2021 especially around our mental health what you know after what's happened this year and after the huge changes that we've seen what are we expecting to see and what are we hoping that will happen Obviously, we're in a very challenging time economically. And um, unfortunately, back in October, it was announced that the Time to Change campaign, which has been running for 15 years, is coming to a close on the 31st of March because the funding's been cut, um, which is a real negative point for mental health they've done so so much to help so many people there's time to talk day still on the 4th of february so we've still got one more time to talk day um but obviously that should happen every day of the year um but unfortunately the government is trying to find different ways to spend money and charities are going to fill that stretch so it's not necessarily a positive look forward to 2021 but i think we're going to see some challenges around who's funding the mental health agenda um and will it fall on the likes of kind of us four sat in our rooms at home all on a skype message just chatting to each other around mental health and trying to support other people um because if the funding's not there the great work that has been being done for the last 15 years is is gonna fall to other people and i'm not sure which way that will go yet um but there's definitely a lot that should be done because we're not only entering an economic recovery, we're also entering a period where people's mental health is struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I'd really like to see by the end of 2021 is some funding back to support people, um, to help them through kind of these tough times and a brighter end of 2021, whether that's funding for charities or just some kind of personal methods of coping or, or something like that. So not necessarily the most positive outlook but I think that's because it's primarily focused around this one key charity that obviously now can't function how it has before unfortunately. 
Yeah, following on from what Louise was saying, I think it's one of those things like, oh, there's a lot of charities like Time to Change um, that have done a lot, have taught all of us a lot, whether you've been through a company like Training Day or something, and it's looking at what you can take from all of those things and making sure that you're implementing them moving forward. So looking back at 2020, what have you learned about yourself during this period? I mean, are you finding you're working better at home? Do you Have you realised you prefer to be in an office situation? Like, how what are you going to bring that into your everyday moving forward? Because I think this is where we'll start to see people really look after their own mental health by, as you said earlier, being able to make those choices that suit them best. Um, so I'm really hoping that all of this learning and time that we've had and these very strange situations that we found ourselves in over the last few months have taught people things that they can take forward to help better look after themselves and make choices that that suit them rather than maybe necessarily following the status quo that was so solidly in place for so long until this came along and kind of turned everything upside down yeah and I completely agree with that and that going on from the sort of that self-discovery piece and knowing what works I mean this year we've seen I think mental health initiatives within businesses accelerate because of what's happened they've realized wow actually yeah we're waking up to the fact that this is a real thing we need to address this immediately we need to start talking about it um and those conversations have started initiatives have grown which is really positive the industry is starting to wake up to it taking it a lot more seriously um and 2021 i just i'd really like to see that be concreted into the way that businesses run their culture how they're approaching kind of talking to their people about it and this is in every sense of the word. This is in terms of, you know, you might have certain initiatives. You know, we have Wellbeing Wednesdays. You get time on a Wednesday lunchtime. You know, we can take that time for ourselves to do whatever we want, whether that be reading, walking, you know, it could be me catching up on emails because that's how you want to spend the time. But it's really about taking that time to yourself, you know, in something that makes you happy, makes you feel whole. Um, and there's initiatives and there's also actually the conversations that are happening. So are our leaders going to continue to open up about the mental health agenda are they going to continue talking about it really openly you know because they've now shown that vulnerability isn't a bad thing people relate to it people buy into it so I just want to see that really being concreted and actually taken forward and the acceleration we've seen this year it not to just be forgotten about um and I I just I'm hoping that it won't be because we there's no return after this I don't think but I stand to be challenged and we'll talk about this at the end of 2021, I'm sure. So that's what I'd hope for. Um, and Lucy, what do you think? So I think a thing that's really stuck out um, with me through some of the podcasts that we've done and the guests that we've had is people, you know, thriving, being central to like performance and productivity. You know, we're, we're all, you know, involved in kind of construction and infrastructure. So, you know, that's something that we all need to kind of focus on, you know, going into the year ahead. So I think, you know, we've had some pretty seismic shifts in the debate about equal opportunity and levelling up. And sometimes we look at all these things, you know, what, what are you doing on EDI? What are you doing on mental health? What are you doing, on, you know, as like add-ons and being quite separate add-ons as well. But I'm really excited next year to talk to people, you know, on this podcast in particular, about how can we practically draw some of these themes together. So how can we join up like all the inclusion stuff with mental health in a smart working environment as well? 
I think, you know, we're going to need to keep talking. So whether, you know, you're leading or you're advocating or you're just, you know, an individual with great experience, how do we join up to influence kind of investing in the measures that will help us thrive, help our industry thrive and really grow our way out of this situation in 2021? So it's like, you know, the best year that we've ever had from, as you said, you know, Hannah, taking those lessons that have been hard learned this year and really using them to make that big leap forward next year with a lot of energy and pace, yeah. So building on what Lucy said, that's a great thing. Under EDI, so Quality, Diversity and Inclusion umbrellas, we often say we want people to bring their full selves to work because if you're hiding a part of your background, you can't bring your full self to work. And that fully applies to mental health. I don't know why we haven't connected the dots before, but if you're hiding a mental ill health for what, like whatever reason, because you feel maybe there's a stigma there or someone won't kind of give you the work, they won't trust you to do something or for whatever reason that's completely, we don't understand why, um, that you're not bringing your full self to work. So the two go hand in hand. And yet, like you say, each company seems to think they're add-ons and they're completely separate and actually... They completely go together. So that would be a really massive step forwards in 2021 if we can just see those two things finally connect the dots and say they do go together and we can streamline funding in a challenging time to tackle both these things without reinventing the wheel. And I really hope that by the end of 2021, we can reflect on this and go, yes, companies got it. These two go together. So, yeah, that's a really, really interesting point. Yeah. Yeah, and I think with that, I think a really important part of making sure people don't hide that mental health is also just bringing in more of that education on, on what it is and what it can feel like, especially to those people that you might have to report to. So I think more of the education, more about how we can speak to each other will be a really, really important first step to allow all those companies to really cement in what they've learnt and allow for that connection to happen and allow for everyone to feel really included. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I can't wait to come back at the end of 2021. I mean, I'm looking forward to a really good year. But, you know, some of the things that we've talked about there, I think, you know, we need to step forward in 2021 with some excitement. Yeah. And it will be great to come back at the end of the year and think, you know, yes, you know, maybe, I'm sure we'll map this out together over the, over the time, but what are the little steps that are going to, you know, that we're going to have to take so that the end of 2021 we say, yeah, as an industry, we've absolutely smashed that. Yeah. I think one of the other things is actually being part of this podcast as well, like between the four of us. I mean, obviously there's lots that we do behind the scenes to get this to move forward, but I think it's just been so, so nice for the four of us and the guests to have that connection and be able to have this conversation so openly and discuss it with so many other people. I just, I think that's been a really special moment from 2020. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, can't believe it's been going so long now as well. It's actually quite mental. It's been going this long. We're doing it remotely, and I'm excited as Lucy is about next year and what's to come. Um, I'm excited about what conversations we're going to be having on this podcast and hopefully where it can be going. Uh, Louise, I know you had something to pick up on there as well. Yeah, just uh, kind of as a summary of 2020, looking back over the episodes we've done, we've had such a range of experiences of people yeah. talking to us. And actually, some of the diagnoses have been very similar. And yet, depending on whether you work in client organisations or consultancy or contracting, or whether you're based in London or not based in London, travelling for work or not, like 
everyone we've spoken to has had such a different experience and I think all four of us have learned stuff on every podcast yeah um, and I'm just really looking forward to 2021 we have hopefully more guests just like that um who teach us things as well we're all quite vocal when it comes to mental health and yet we're still learning so that's really just showing that anyone listening to this in your company you can talk about mental health even if you don't know it all just start the conversation ask for help ask for information speak to people who might have a story speak about your own stories like so many people have opened up to us for because of this podcast and I just want to kind of celebrate that as a success for 2020 but also a big positive for 2021 I hope to just keep that going yeah definitely exciting times ahead I think that was kind of our take on the learnings for 2020 what we've learned out of it and I think it's just been really fascinating I think we all really are on the same page with what we've got out of this year in terms of our own self-discovery um and I think going forward into 2021 what we're going to see happen next year is I think brilliant for mental health um if everything that we're saying does come to fruition um hopefully we don't have another global pandemic get in the way like we did this year in terms of our predictions but if we're going to go on the same trajectory that we have been going on and you know the conversations that we've been having we actually seeing people open up more and more about these things 2021 is going to be a great year and hopefully when we do get that economic recovery coming through and it's going to be difficult but I do think that we do see the investment value in investing in mental health as you know whether that's initiatives whether that's discussions whether that's charities at every single level of from government to companies to individuals it's worth it we can see it's worth it we've seen from this year it is so really hoping that 2021 kind of will bring that all together for us great to have you all on the podcast together we don't normally all come on together thank you and thank you to our listeners if anyone has any questions uh, please do email us at constructingmindsets at gmail.com and please leave a review and any feedback we'd be very grateful thank you very much thank you for listening 